0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the third chapter. We've looked at the first six verses of this, but verse seven starts off with that word, but. <laughs> but. So, of course, you know what we need to do. Uh, let's go back and start with verse one and read it all the way through. Okay. Set the context, remind ourselves of what we've seen so far. Now, verse one. Now, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is the one referred to by Isaiah the prophet when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Now John himself had a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem was going out to him, and all Judea and all the district around the Jordan, and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. So we get a little more information about John here. We get a little insight of what he's doing. He's preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. His garments are described, camel's hair, leather belt, food, locusts, wild honey. People want to read all sorts of things into that, you know, that he was a wild man that lived upon the land. There may be some truth to that. I've also read that that garment of camel's hair was actually a somewhat refined type of thing. It could be, okay? A leather belt around his waist. I think the picture is that he was a simple man, okay? He probably was part of what we uh, the Essenes, but maybe not. Scripture doesn't tell us that. He's preaching, the people are responding from Jerusalem all around Judea and the entire district around the Jordan. And they were coming out and they were confessing their sins and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River. Now, verse 7, but when he, that's John the Baptist, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. (laughs) Let me stop right there. Well, that's sort of in your face, isn't it? The only thing we'd had before was repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now the religious rulers, the religionists, were coming forward to be baptized. And he saw many of them, not all of them, many of the Pharisees and Sadducees well, you would think that John would be happy over this, would be ecstatic, but what did he say? He called them a brood of vipers. And then he said, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? So John is acknowledging that there is a wrath to come. Okay, There's a wrath to come. And he had been preaching this. He said, you need to repent, you need to repent. But who warned you to do this? So he, what he's doing is, He's questioning their motivation, In other words, why are they coming out here to be baptized? And you say, well, aren't they repenting also? Well, maybe, maybe not. And so John's about to have a lot more to say about that. But more than likely, they were doing what religionists always do. They go with the flow of the masses, And if the masses are going out there and repenting and being baptized, well, we better get out there because we're their leaders, and so we need to be seen and leading forth in this great renewal that's occurring here. Okay, So he says, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? John continues, therefore, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. So let me stop in the middle of this sentence. He says, you need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance, not bear fruit to attain or gain repentance. He's saying this, if you're truly repenting, then there's going to be some fruit that will be seen, and you're going to bear this fruit of true repentance. Then verse 9, he says this, and do not suppose that you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham for our father, for I say to you, that from these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham. So John is just cutting to the chase all the way around here. He's calling them what they were, a brood of vipers. He saw right through what the agenda was, okay? And he's saying this, okay, if you really have repented, and if you seek to repent, then you need to bear fruit of it. And repentance isn't going to be along these lines. You're not going to be able to say, oh, we have Abraham as our father. In other words, you're you're not going to be able to sit there and say, well, we're Jewish. Aside from that, there were a lot of people groups that were not Jewish that had Abraham as their father. Okay, so you had Isaac and Ishmael. I mean, um, yeah, Isaac was a child of the promise. Ishmael wasn't. And then each one of them had multitudes of children. And then after Sarah died... Uh, Abraham married his concubine, Keturah, and had six more sons through her. So all of them were fathered by Abraham, but there was only one line that contained the child of the promise, the line of the promise. And he's saying this. Don't you sit there and say that, well, Abraham is our father and think that you're right with God. He says God is able to raise up from these stones children to Abraham. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? Verse 10, he continues. The axe is already laid at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. As for me, I'll baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and I am not fit to remove his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor, and he will gather his wheat into the barn, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Woo-hoo! John's on a roll here, isn't he? You know, people don't usually teach about this part of the scripture right here I preach on this. This is one of the reasons uh, that I say that uh, John the Baptist was the last... Uh, Old Testament prophet. Because look what he's doing. He's prophesying. He's telling them what's going to occur. He said, you know, the axe is already laid at the root of the tree. This whole thing of this religious hypocrisy, this whole thing of what the leadership, the religious leadership of the nation of Israel had done to them, the Lord is about to deal with it. And he's going to root it up from the root, Okay. And he says, if you bear good fruit, that's going to be great. But if you do not bear good fruit, you're going to be cut down and you're going to be thrown into the fire. And in this word that John speaks, he actually speaks of times about to come because the Lord Jesus Christ was already here on the earth at this time. But he's also speaking of times yet to come when the Lord returns again. Verse 11 shows us, as for me, John says, I baptize you with water for repentance. But he who is coming in, after me is mightier than I, and I'm not fit to remove his sandals. I'm speaking of his relative Jesus. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now he's going to baptize you in or by the Holy Spirit and fire. And then, so he, Jesus did that when he came the first time. Verse 12, his winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor, and he will gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. That is gonna occur when he returns again, that judgment. So John is sitting here prophesying what this one is going to do, and so far it's been a couple thousand years for all of it to be completed. Verse 12 is yet to be complete. So the Spirit was moving upon John. He saw what was happening. He was giving these Pharisees and Sadducees the opportunity for true repentance. But he said, what, if you truly repentance, you're gonna bear fruit, okay, you're gonna bear fruit. But if you don't bear this fruit, let me show you what's gonna to happen to you. They would be judged by the one that is yet to come, the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Well, again, I'm Dale, thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.